Welcome, I am your host, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard, Movement Internationals, where there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. Yes, I am your advocate, Rhonda Taylor. Today, we're talking about domestic violence. Yes, they only gave domestic violence one month. Yes, just like they gave others like cancer awareness and different, but I believe that it should be every month. I believe that it should never go unnoticed. Okay, what is domestic violence that you may ask? You know, some people want to know what is domestic violence? It's controlling behavior that can include physical abuse, emotional, psychological, sexual, or financial. You know, a lot of times people use money to abuse you. If you're married or if you've been with someone for a long period of time and when they get mad at you, they withhold finances or they can know that you're in need and they won't take care of. You got a lot of spouses, a lot of husbands that do not take care of their wives. No, they do not. Okay, moving further, male domestic violence perpetrators groom their female targets in the same way pedophiles groom the children. The abuser uh, grooming the adult is often far more skilled than the pedophile. They groom kind women. They exploit their empathy. They abuse from day one in the relationship, hiding their true intentions, and they often seek out women who have endured previous relationships issues and declare how different they are than their previous abuser. More times, I tell the women that I uh, coach and mentor, I tell them it's not ever good to, you know, I've, I've, I've been guilty of this in the past because I used to be a battered wife, um, to go in a relationship and tell another man or another woman uh, what someone else done to you because a lot of time that gives that person ammunition. If you tell a man, hey, I've been with a guy and, and this guy always had an affair on me. He did this and he did that. And then you tell him, well, I didn't tolerate that. I left that. Okay, this guy, he put his hands on me. I followed him back, blah, blah, What you're doing, you're giving him ammunition. You're telling him all the things that you've endured. And so the thing that they know, okay, she said she don't, you know, she left this guy because he had an affair on her. Well, I'll have an affair, but what I will do, I'll just find a better way of doing it to where I don't get caught. Maybe he got sloppy or she got sloppy. That's people don't realize when you are having an affair or you're sexually abusing your partner, uh, that's a form of abuse because you're still hurting them. That's, that's emotional abuse. Okay. And so you tell another person, you tell he or she, you know, that person, they slapped me one time and I didn't leave them, but I fought them back and blah, blah, blah. So then you get this person and they may be that same type of abuser. So they will try you. So I would tell all the people that I would, uh, that I would talk to and counsel with, I would tell them it's not always good to go in and tell people, especially if you, if that's not your mate, your God given mate, because they could use it against you, you know? Uh, well, first thing they'll say, well, at least I didn't take her through this. And I've, you know, I've, I've had people in my life to say, well, I'm not that dude, you know, uh, I didn't do that to you. And it made me go back to, in my mind, like, I shouldn't have never told you that. No, you're not like him. You're worse. You made up for every last one of them. So sometimes when you tell people things, they use it against you. They'll tell you, you know, yeah, you, you did this and you did that. So what they do, the perpetrator, what do they do? They target, they target them. They same way they do kids. When a male or female, or they see a child that's going through stuff at home, what do they do? 
they start they start uh, grooming that child they start giving the child all types of gifts that maybe their parent don't have enough money to do so what they do they they bribe that child in they start buying that child all expensive gifts and and talking to them letting the child do whatever they want to do if the if the other parent didn't let them do it then they'll do it that's their way of being able to deal with that child you know uh when you find a pedophile someone that that do things like that they may have a young boy or a young girl that's that's um that's doing things that's that they know that's out of order and their way of trying to be in good with them to where they they're able to uh manipulate that child is to let that child do it and and that child don't get uh uh chastised for what it what the child have done you know if the child did something bad they won't tell the parent because they want that child to think i'm your friend i got you so that way uh, the child can trust them to keep doing what they do and, and they can manipulate that child into doing whatever because they know that that child is vulnerable, female or male. And you got people that do that. Uh, I know I have known older men as well as women to, um, that's how they was able to molest and to, to, uh, to deal with younger girls and younger boys because they manipulated them into, uh, uh, to doing certain things like if the child come and they say well my mom and my dad don't let me do that or that child do something that's out of order to them they don't they don't mention it and so that child notices that and so that's their way of manipulating that child to being able to do whatever he want to do to that particular child that pedophile we're talking about the pedophile now they thinking of ways to get to that child like i won't tell them you know we you know i recall years ago um this happened this happened in my particular in my family and um it was a young guy he wasn't young he was my age it was a guy that i was actually dating and uh you know i was raising my children in one direction okay my kids in the lord they you know in school doing what they supposed to do i didn't believe you know i didn't believe in them bringing no any kind of grades in the house they had to, you know, if I knew my children were smart, I would make them, I would hold them to that. Don't you bring no C and no D in this house, you know. Uh, if you did your very best, I understand, but I know that you're very smart and don't do this, don't do that. And I still gave them, some, it was some balance in my house. I still allowed them to have fun, but I was somewhat strict on my children because I didn't want my children to, to go through the things that I've experienced as a child. And so one particular day, um, my daughter, one of my daughters got real sick and, uh, I ended up taking her to the ER. And so the doctor, uh, she wasn't, she wasn't 18 or nothing like that, but because I, I don't know if she may have told the doctor that my mom is kind of strict and she would be mad if, if you say such and such and such. So the doctor was asking her questions like, had you ever, you know, uh been intimate and have you ever gotten high have you ever drink or have you ever all those things and so uh she looked at me and him and he asked me would i step out and i said no because she's still a minor and he said yeah but for her safety and so i stepped out and so she she told him uh some things and so when i came back in she was crying so she finally told me and then she said the guy that i was with um he picked them up from school early her and her friends and so she said she picked them up. They picked he picked them up early from school. And when he picked them up, they went, he took them to go get something to drink. And so I guess she had a little bit too much. And so he began to touch on her. 
while she was throwing up. He was acting like he was wiping off of her, but he was rubbing on her. And so when he, when we got home, you know, I chastised her because I've taught my children better, you know, and because he felt like, okay, she know her mom don't allow her to skip school. So why would she call me to do that? So that's a door open for me to do whatever I want to do because her mom going to be mad at her. But yes, I was mad at her. But on the other hand, you are older man. You knew better. And so what I did when they got, when he got there, I was really, I wasn't where I am today. You know, I wasn't saved like I am today. I'm just going to say that. And I really, um, I really tortured this dude. I really did. I tortured him really bad. I didn't you know, cut him and nothing like that. But I tortured him and, and I was telling him how would it feel because you know how I raised my children, even though, you know, she knew and I'm on, I dealt with her and I'm going to keep dealing with her on that. But you knew because you a grown man, you should have never let her think that it was okay for her to ride with you to skip school, you know? And, uh, as a matter of fact, me and him, we had just, either we had just gotten, yeah, we had just gotten uh, engaged or something like that, I believe. It's been so long, though. But anyway, I uh, chastised, chastised him, and then um, I put him out of my house. I told him, you got to go. I don't I don't deal with men like that, you know. And so uh, I did other things to him, too, before I put him out. And um, it ended up, you know, turning really ugly. And so with her... You know, I punished her and I, I really got down on her because I don't care if I don't care what age you are. You, you, when you're not grown and you're not on your own you, and you're still in school, you don't you don't play. With, I don't play games like that. I don't play games with my children. I don't play games with my grandchildren. I always tell my children and my grandchildren, if anybody ever, 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 ever touch you or get out of line with you, you let me know. I'm going to deal with that person. You know why I was uh, molested as a child. I was uh, sexually abused. I was raped. So I know what that feels like. I was taken advantage of since I was a child. So when I made a, a, a um, I, I would always tell my children this. I don't care if someone look at you wrong. I don't care what they do. You better tell me. I'm not tolerating that. I'm not going to overlook that and say, oh, no, they made a mistake. No, 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 no. Okay. So when, when that happened, I was not going to say, oh, I forgive them. Yeah, I was going to forgive you out of my house. I was going to get you first and you was going to get out of my house. Because when it comes to children, yeah, she, she knew better, but he knew better too. Because he was a grown man. She was not grown. And so... Um, but she still knew my rules. You know, she knew my rules. And when you have children like that, and when you sit down and you have talks, because I've always talked to my children, even when they was real small, they may not even understand what I was saying. They probably wasn't like, what's mama talking about? The reason why I instill so much into my children, because I didn't want them to experience or go through the things that I went through. So I would always school them on certain things when you, you know, when a man is playing and tickling and playing with you, they don't have no business tickling you around, you know, your little girl in certain areas of your body. Same way with a boy, because people have a tendency to like, you know, people, you, you can see, um, I've seen where it was a man 
I was doing this lady's hair and he was tickling this little baby, but he was going up under her shirt. So I told the lady, I said, um, you might want to pay attention to him because he's going up under this little girl's shirt, tickling her. Well, she took an offense to it. Like, and that wasn't even his child. That was, uh, she was like an uncle to the, that he was like an uncle or something to that baby. Okay. But he thought we was so, I was so busy in there doing hair until I didn't pay attention. I've always been paying attention to things like that. I don't ever look for anything, but if I see something that looks crazy like that, I'm going to bring, I'm going to open my mouth. I'm going to say something. And, uh, cause I've seen it too much growing up of seeing uh, different ones in my family going through being molested and abused like that. And so when you see little signs like that, you're supposed to pay attention. You're not supposed to act like, oh, no, that don't exist. That don't happen. And because so many pedophiles and men and women are able to go and you got old men, old men messing with little 16, 17, 18-year-old girls, you got them doing that, 30, 40-year-old men, you know, messing with these little young girls. You got grown women in, in these schools, messing these little bitty boys in school, you know, and getting pregnant by them and all kind of crazy stuff. And the reason being because nobody's speaking out, nobody's saying anything. And then even the abuse part, like if, if, a, if a kid is being abused, everybody, nobody wants to say anything. Everybody wants to be quiet until the child end up dead or the parent or somebody end up dead. Then they want to say, oh, well, we should have said something. So I created a platform as well. I have a nonprofit organization, Let Your Voice Be Heard movement, because I want it to be a place where to let people know it is safe here. It is safe here. You, whatever you say to me, it is safe here, you know, and I will, we will deal with that accordingly. I will get you the necessary help. I will create strategies to get you some help because it's, if you've never been abused, if you never went through things like that, you wouldn't understand. You would make, you would make uh, fun of things like that. That would be funny to you or you would talk about it. Like one young lady, she literally, uh, every time something came up, she would bring up about this young lady, what happened to her kid, you know, and that was nothing that it's constantly talk about because that can happen to anybody. If you got a teacher and you trusted your child with this teacher and this teacher, because you're a single parent and that teacher was messing with your child, you know, constantly. Okay. And then bribing your child not to say anything. And then one day it comes out your child behavior. Maybe they're wetting in the bed or they doing certain things and they have a certain way about them. And then after a while they come out, well, my teacher was doing this to me. And so when I see and hear things like that, and you hear people like making light of that and like, it's kind of funny to them, you know, they don't never know until it happened to them. That's why it's never good to, to make fun of things like that because it's so many people um, that have been through that and they're afraid to talk about it, too embarrassed to talk about it. You know, their own father has been touching on them and they got kids by their dad or they got a child by their daddy or, or, you know, or their uncles or something like that. And so you got so many people that's mentally messed up behind that. Like, you know, I know a few girls that literally was messed up. You know, one girl hung herself, you know, she was like, I'm tired of my daddy picking me up from school early and doing this and doing that and come to find out that they that girl ended up hanging herself behind the school and they everybody was like oh that's stupid she was dumb blah 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 nobody knew what she was dealing with you know and so they some girls would make fun of her say little things about her whatever but they didn't know that her daddy was was coming to school picking this young girl up early all the time and having an affair with this having you know messing with his own daughter 
his own daughter. This was his blood daughter. This was no stepdaughter. This was his daughter. And even with some of you women, and you know, you got to be careful when you're bringing men into your life uh, when you have daughters and even sons now because they don't, a lot of times they don't care. You know, you got to be careful when you start bringing people over your children because you don't never know the thoughts and the, the mind of a person. You know, uh, I, when that happened to me, I was so upset. I literally could have done away with this man. But what I did, I just tortured him and then I told him to get out of my house. Just get up out of my house. Uh, you know, I didn't care. Uh-uh. We know I don't play games like that. And um, we got to protect our children. And you got to also protect your own peace. You got to, if you know you with a person that's an abusive person, that they constantly, I was telling women, it's not cute for a man to call you out of your name. It's not, when a man call you a B-I-T-C-H, you better know that is, that man needs, you need to cut him off. That is so disrespectful. Number one, he got a mother. He got, he got daughters. And even if he don't, he got a mother. He came from a woman. So not unless he did that with his mother. Because you got some boys, you know, man, it's crazy. Um, I had a family member that used to call his mom out her name like that. And he died a horrible death. You know, I mean, very close. I'm talking about immediate family type stuff. I, this, this man would really literally cuss his mom out you know, and fight her. And he died a horrible death. And so we have to, abuse is abuse. We don't understand. We think, and we take light of that. Okay. And one thing that you need to know is not, it is not your fault that somebody made a choice to hurt you. Okay. You did not make that choice for them. It doesn't matter if you put yourself in that situation. It is not uh, it is not your choice and it will never be your fault. And see, for a long time, I used to blame myself like, man, why I didn't see the signs of this? You know, why did I let my guards down or why did I do this? Or why did I allow this for so long? Well, my, my first, uh, my, my first husband that was abusing me, uh, I was very young when I met him and I was somewhat afraid of him until uh, when I got pregnant with our third child and I woke up and I, I'm telling you something about that third baby, it, man, it brought something out in me <laughs> that I'm telling you, he ended up calling me crazy. He was like, no, a little bit more. He to put me out the house because I turned to, into the abuser because I got tired of him coming in and being abused, especially when he started drinking. So, but anyway, um, we, we blame ourselves because for so long I was like, why did I take my, why did I allow this? Why did I do? And I beat myself up for so long. So I want to tell you, you that's been the victim, you that have been a victim of domestic violence. It was not your fault. Okay. It's not your fault that somebody made the choice to hurt you. Okay. Even if they didn't put their hands on you, but they talked to you really bad. You know, sometimes you can be in a relationship and that person can talk to you so bad and they want the utmost respect from you. They're, they always tell you, I'm going to tell you another sign of abuser. That abuser never do anything nice for you, but they want you to do all the nice things for them. And when you don't, they talk bad to you. That's a form of abuse. People don't realize that. A person don't have to physically hit you for that to be abuse, but you need to know you did not make that choice for them. It doesn't matter if you put yourself in that situation or not. 
Because don't you know a person that's abusive sometimes can wait years before they actually abuse you because they want to make sure that they're they're in your head, that they're in your heart real strong to where when they do abuse you, that you will make excuses for them. You will make an excuse on why you shouldn't leave and why you should stay and why you should, you know, maybe they went through something and, you know, and you need to be patient with them to help them. And maybe, you know, you be trying to find excuses for your abusers. I know I've been there. You know, you be trying to make excuses. Well, they did this. Well, you know, I believe everybody deserve a chance. They're going to deserve a chance to kill you because if once they done, once an abuser have abused you one time and you go back to them, it's just like you giving them a bullet to put in that gun because now they're saying, okay, you came back. That means you accepting what I'm doing to you, you know? And, and once again, we thinking that, well, they didn't hit me. It doesn't matter if they're cursing you out all the time calling you out of your name, neglecting you, you know, for a long time. And um, I'm very, everybody that know me know that I'm a person that um, I'm an open book to a certain degree. I give my testimony to help others to let them know you're not in this by yourself. And, you know, it's a lot of people that's going through that or been through that, but they don't talk about it. But let me help you let me help and enlighten you on some things. Uh, I've been there and I know what it's like. I've been, I've, I've been in a place where, uh, and was married and the man did not take care of me. He did not take care of me. When I got sick, he, t- he literally told my doctor he couldn't take care of me. And my doctor looked at me like, why did you marry him? And he, not only did he say he couldn't take care of me, he, um, I was going in and out of the hospital and I didn't start really getting ill until he and I got together because it was so much stress. You know, he brought so much stress uh, along in the relationship. And so me trying to be this good Christian wife, I'm thinking I can be there to really help this person and, and I almost drown in this relationship. So um, this particular time I had I went to the doctor and the doctor was, was telling them that my bill was going to be 70, 70, 70 every two weeks or every week. No, it was every two weeks. And so because I had uh, my broken my right foot. OK. And so uh, he said it would be $70 for different things that they had to do. And so he said, I can't afford that. And so right after he said that, he rented a television that was $75. $75 a week and he paid that TV till he paid it off and so me thinking like okay it's okay that was a form of abuse because he put that over me and was we was married for years we, we were nobody I just got in a relationship with like so okay you did that let me go and let you go no and me listening to other women telling me this is a good man you stay in there with him all the while, this man is abusing me. He's not abusing me physically, but he's, a, he, he's abusing me emotionally and financially. So you're telling me to stay with an abuser. Oh, God is going to change him. And at the same time, I'm listening. So it's not good to listen to people that tell you to stay in a situation that's unhealthy for you, that could cause you your life. No, this person wasn't putting their hands on me because they know she's not going to tolerate that because she probably would really beat me down too. You know what I'm saying? He knew that. So he wasn't going to try that, but it was another form of abuse. So when you, when people that you're around, when they tell you to put up with such things, 
you got to know, you got to turn a deaf ear to that, what they're saying. Not to say that the person couldn't change because the person did change, but how many years did it take? It took 14 years, 14 years for that person to change. 14 years. And people are like, how did you, why did you stay so long? Um, thinking I was doing it God's way. Um, you know, God don't want divorce. He wants you to, you know, as long as he's not putting his hands on you, he's not out running women. He, you know, he go to work and come home and, you know, not even thinking about the other type of abuse. Not thinking about that. So when you start listening to people tell you to stay with an abuser, you might need to cut them off too. Because everything don't have a good ending. Some things have a bad ending. Because if a person don't kill you physically, they can kill you mentally. If they kill you mentally, you dead physically. So it's so many different types of abuse. It's so many. I tell people all the time, the things that I made it out of, you may not make it out of. So take heed and listen to advice sound wisdom, sound advice when people are giving you. Because some people would just tell you lies. They would, they would never tell you things they've encountered. They would only just, they would only tell you what you should and should not do. Because that's what I had those other women was telling me. Somebody else going to be watering your grass. And at one point I got so mad, I said, let them water the grass and let them move in the house. Let them do what they want to do. I don't care. Because I'm a type of person when my mind is made up, I don't care what people say or think. And so I had gotten to that point. I was like, I don't care if another woman move in. I don't care if he get another woman. I don't care. It ain't like I can't have another man. That's the way I was thinking. That's, that's the things that I was saying. And I would be fly with my mouth because I got tired of them telling me to stay with an abuser because he was abusing me. But he just wasn't putting his hands on me. He wasn't going out, you know, he, he was, he, he knew what not to do. He like, okay, I know if I go out and have an affair, she's going to leave me alone because she's left the other guys that she was dating alone. She, she cut them off real quick when she found out they was having an affair. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put my hands on her because this woman might pick up something and really lay me out. And you know, she may call the paramedics and then she may not. I don't know. She may just leave me in the house and just, you know, pull me in a room somewhere and leave me there. I don't know what's on her mind, but I know that she's known too for if a man or a woman put their hands on her that, you know, she ain't going to tolerate them. She's going to lay them out. So I'm not going to try that one, but I can try this one because I'm a person that I'm not a giver. I'm all about myself. I'm selfish. So let me do, let me, this is, it's not like the person said, I know I'm abusing this person this way, but this is just who I am. I'm not, I'm not big on doing anything for anybody. I'm, I'm big on doing for me. And then I'm going to, I'm going to tell a bunch of lies. See, it's other ways that a person can abuse you. A narcissist, narcissists are abusers. Narcissists, they lie a lot. Narcissists are manipulative. They are deceiving. And so that was the thing that I battled with, with that person. They was a narcissist. 
They had a narcissist spirit. We have to be careful when we listen to people tell us what we can and cannot take. Only you know what you can take. Okay? Most abusers want their victims to stay quiet and expect and demand that uh, you owe no loyalty to anyone who has abused you. You better know that. You owe no loyalty to an abuser. Most abusers want you to stay quiet. Because for eight years, nobody knew what I was going through. For eight years, until I ended up visiting a counselor. And she said, you better open up your mouth. And when she said that, I didn't only open my mouth, but I started writing about the things I went through. I started writing books about things that I went through from my adolescent stages all the way up into my adulthood. Most, most, I'm telling you, most abusers want their victims to stay quiet. But you don't owe no loyalty to anyone who abused you. You don't owe them no loyalty. Even when I was, even as a child, when I was, when I went through what I went through, my family wanted me to be quiet. One of them, they even went so far to talk about trying to sue me for writing a book and I didn't call nobody's names. They went so, man, they was plotting up. I'm talking about my blood family. They was plotting up against how can we get rid of, you know, she thinking, and I had one of my, one of my family members just flat out said to me, you think you're going to get rich off of that book? No, but I know this book is going to help a lot of people. Including you all if you really want to get free. Because this is something generational. And it just keep going on and on. Nobody's speaking about it. Y'all talking about it. But you're, you're not talking to bring healing. What you're doing, you're getting in your little your little group chats. And you're just talking about things. Oh, you know, so-and-so went through this, so-and-so went through that. Isn't that, you know, isn't that damaging to the person you're talking about? So... When they would, you know, they would say things like that. Let's, you know, we need to sue her. We can, you know, we're going to sue her. She thinking she done wrote that book and did this and the other. And, and I had to realize I don't, I don't need to be, why I need to be loyal to the person that abused me? Why do I need to be loyal to the person that uh, molested me? I don't owe them no loyalty. Okay. They gave up the right to any loyalty or silence. The moment they made their choice to abuse you, you have every right to speak up and expose an abuser for who they are, regardless of any type of relationship. I don't care if it was your mama. I don't care if it was your daddy. I don't care. I do not care. They made that choice to do what they did. They made that choice. They made a choice. If you abuse somebody, you made the choice to abuse that person. They don't owe you no loyalty. Why do people just like, it's some things that I, that I would not say to my children. And there's certain things I would because I know how my children are. They don't play about their mother. In some parts of my family, they're the same way. But when a person is, 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 uh, have done something, you don't owe that person, I'm going to be loyal to you. I'm not going to say nothing you, you've done to me. You know what that do? That allow them to keep on doing it. But the minute you expose them, they're going to either move around, go to the next person and do the same thing, or they're going to get it right. If they love you, they're going to get it right. 
If they love you, they're going to know, hey, I was wrong. You're a good man. You're a good woman. I'm not going to do that to you. I don't care what I've been through. You didn't do it to me. So you owe no loyalty to your abuser. In my closing, stop being loyal to people that, that are literally abusing you on purpose. You don't owe them no loyalty. I'm not going to tell them because I don't want nobody to think bad about them. You don't owe them that loyalty. You owe it to yourself. I know so many people have died from abuse. So many people. I've had a family member to not live, to die early from abuse. I had one to die early from allowing somebody to stress them out. Emotional abuse. Die with a brain aneurysm. We, I mean, it's just one thing after the other. You know why? Because you're trying to be loyal to people that are not loyal to you. So why not expose? It's just like when people say, I, I'm not confused. I'm not at all confused on why is it that, um, that a person would say, expose the devil, expose him for who he is. When he's doing this, you need to expose that spirit. Why not expose the abuser? You know, church people, and I say church people because I'm not, a, you know, the church is me and I, 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 am a, um, I am saved and I am Holy Ghost filled. And I know right from wrong. And I do know some people, some other people do too. You got some people, they don't really, they really don't know. But let me say this to you. How is it that you can expose demons, but you can't expose the abuser? Is it a, is it a limit? Like I've literally been in meetings where the, it, it could be a man preaching and he will expose a woman for thinking about leaving her husband or she thinking about another man because her husband maybe be, um, maybe just maybe he's abusing her some type of way. So she's, you know, she had thoughts of leaving him and being with somebody else. So the preacher would expose her, but he didn't expose the demon that was abusing her. I'm confused about that. Like, why would you do that? Why would you not expose the person that's the abuser? Until one day the abuser spoke out and said, I abused my, my spouse. And that person, I would have felt like an aunt. Because if you was willing to expose, you said God told you to expose spirits and demons. Why are you not exposing abusers? Why? You don't, you feel like you owe you a lawyer to an abuser? No. For some of you that's being abused, let me leave this with you. You owe your abuser no loyalty. I don't care who get mad. I don't care if you're still with the abuser. I don't care if you are because one day you're going to get tired and you're going to be done with that abuser. You're going to be done because you, you know you know within your heart and in your mind you deserve better. And you're not going to care what people think. You're not going to care what they say. You're not going to care about them judging you. You know, you're not going to care about them trying to uh, put fear in your heart. Well, he or she can have somebody better. Well, I can too. It go both ways. We both can have something better. Just like somebody can be watering his grass, somebody can be watering my grass too. But because you've allowed people to put fear in your heart by saying things like that, and you thinking that the person going to leave and maybe they get something better. Well, maybe not. 
because they didn't treat you right. God may allow them to get somebody just like them to make them, you know, get sick or make cause them to be in a place of depression or cause them to be the way that they had you in a very low state. I'm telling you from experiences. I've seen it happen. When my abusers had, had abused me one way or another, God allowed them to, to get done the very same way, if not worse. Never think that you owe loyalty. If you even if you're still with the person, and if you if you got a safe place where you can speak out and talk to someone, and you keep talking to the person and they end up helping you to get strength to leave. It doesn't matter where you are or where you where you started. It matters of where you're gonna end up. Everybody don't make it out of abuse. But again, you know you owe your abuser no loyalty. Whatever you expose, if they leave, let them leave. That's 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 my that's my philosophy. That's my thing. I don't care. I've heard people say, that's not good. You was you was married to that person and you was you was a you know exposing such 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 and you were still with them. I don't care. I still exposed it. I still exposed it. I don't care what it looked like. If that person left, I don't care about that either. Because I owe no loyalty to a person that's abusive. I don't owe them no, I don't owe them that. If they change, that's a beautiful thing. But I owe them no loyalty. I don't have to be loyal to that person. And no, in my closing, it is not your fault. It is not your fault. You can't help who your heart loved or still love. You can't help that. It happened, it happened. Move on. Gather up what's left. Move on. Strengthen what remains. Move on. Again, this is your advocate, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement Internationals where your voice is heard and you are seen and where there is life, love, joy, peace, and harmony. Until next time, have a God-blessed day.